Hello and welcome. You're listening to Stadia Rocks. If, like me, you love gaming, but life gets in the way, then Stadia Rocks is for you. Hi, Rock here again with another Stadia Rocks. There's a definite feeling of spring in the air over at Stadia Land, with lots of exciting new things happening. We've got features coming soon, we've got new games sprouting up. In this show we'll take a step back for the benefit of those of you who are curious about cloud gaming and would just like to know a little bit more. We'll also have the usual news roundup and in this week's rock review we will ask whether Destiny 2 is for the casual gamer. So let's begin at the top of the show with the latest news. In what sometimes feels like an ongoing campaign by traditional gaming journalists to undermine the success of Stadia, the latest story doing the rounds is that independent studios are not interested in developing for Stadia, as Google has failed to encourage them to the platform with money or support. They refer to an anonymous source, yet as the anonymous source states that they decline to work with Google, we have to ask why they feel the need to be anonymous, or indeed even if they existed to begin with. This story holds even less water when you see that many of the titles released this month on Stadia are from independent studios, and in reaching out to a developer contact of mine who is building a title for Stadia, I was told that it couldn't be further from the truth and that Google have provided superb support. As always, folks, in this day and age, if it sounds fishy, it probably is. Following heavy promotion recently for Division 2, leading up to the release of Warlords of New York expansion in a few days' time, Reddit user Nanotech Norseman has posted a screenshot within the settings of Division 2, which shows a new option-headed Stadia crossplay. This gives players a yes-no option to enable matchmaking, text chat and VoIP between PC and Stadia. This shows how Stadia will be able to tap into existing player bases while developing the platform, something that has dogged multiplayer games such as Destiny 2 up until now. Keeping with Ubisoft, a source at Ubisoft has DM'd Stadia Rocks to say that Division 2 may indeed be released as part of a staggered rollout of Uplay Plus on Stadia. He suggested that this could be happening imminently following live beta testing over the past few days and that the rollout would include key titles to begin with but with more added on a monthly basis as Ubisoft races to port across all of its major titles. If you have any news that you'd like to share with the audience of Stadia Rocks, please contact me at Stadia Rocks on Twitter. What's up, Rock? In this week's What's Up, Rock, why Stadia? In fact, why cloud game at all? There are so many reasons why gaming is as huge a market as it is. Taken as a form of entertainment, it eclipses the movie industry, TV industry, music industry. Statistically, it's not just for kids either, with the average age of a gamer in their early 30s and a fairly even split between men and women. 
It's a relatively new genre, of course, only having been around as a form of personal entertainment since the late 1970s and early 80s, and this is largely why gamer age is increasing, as it turns out it's a lifelong hobby. Gaming, of course, is a small word for a very wide range of experiences. I have never liked the term video gaming, it always sounded like a term cooked up by people who have no idea what gaming means, and computer gaming, console gaming, mobile gaming only satisfies the arena that the games are played within. Cloud gaming manages in one fell swoop to knit them all together while instantly conjuring up exactly what is meant by gaming. Since we were small children, we've acted out social scenarios, we call it playing. But in truth, it's a necessary act of development. Developing survival tactics and establishing where we sit in the world. As we grow, we tend to shy from running around in the streets pretending to be Captain America or playing family with baby Annabelle who cries real tears. But the role-playing and social acceptance strategies continue. Even the act of watching or taking part in sports is fundamentally an act of showing social dominance to propel our social standing and convince partners of our sexual prowess. All of these traits have successfully migrated to the virtual world of gaming. On top of this, games can provide the fictional release of a book or a movie, but adding the ability to actually take part in the story and approximate the emotional experiences of the character. Other games do nothing but give a constant dopamine hit, a chemical that ensures you constantly feel good and positive, and is famously released every time you get a like in social media, thus perpetuating the act. But whether you feel it needs justifying or not, the social stigma that gamers encountered just a few years ago, nerds in the basement, a pastime for kids only, etc., are all but gone as the adolescent gamers of yesteryear are the gaming enthusiast adults of today. However, as we all get older, we tend to find that the time we once had to devote to our favourite pastime diminishes to next to nothing. Whether it's education, work, family or friends, as the years go by, we pile on the plates and keep them spinning away with lots of time and effort. Although not as onerous as some, gaming has traditionally had a barrier to entry in terms of cost of hardware and the games themselves. On top of this, there's the time penalty of not only playing the games, but waiting for them to install, load, keeping them updated with patches and so on. This can be quite off-putting when you have no more than a couple hours a week to invest, and for many people the balance is just not possible with life rightly winning out. Cloud gaming seeks to redress this in some significant ways. Firstly, it completely strips away the hardware and software issue. All we have to worry about is keeping our account updated and deciding which games we'd like to play. No installation necessary as we just jump in to an instance of the game and load times are usually faster as long as the hardware being used at the cloud end is optimised for gaming, which it is with Stadia. In some instances this can halve or more the time it takes to get into a game. Keeping games up to date is no longer a concern either as the patches are applied at the cloud end. Apart from the message the game developer may circulate to promote the advantages of the updated game, we never need know it happened. Of course, 
All of this is meaningless if you don't have a fast enough broadband connection, and certainly when cloud gaming was first dreamed of, this was a big issue that prevented it from launching as a viable alternative. Today, although still a way to go in some areas, broadband speeds and stability are vastly improved, paving the way for the market to explode. In some countries, it's not so much the speed of broadband, however, it's that the commercial practice of network providers has been to limit the amount of data that the customer can access in any given period. The reality is that there is no real reason for this anymore, other than commercial gain, as the cost of network infrastructure has plummeted in recent years, and in many countries, uncapped access is the default. However, as Apple forced networks to provide cheap access to data over 3G, so cloud gaming and other cloud services will inevitably force network providers to become more user-friendly. The pressures are already boiling. So, time is a major win for cloud gaming over traditional hardware gaming, but where else does it provide an advantage? One is play anywhere. With a PC or console, you physically need to be within a few feet of the hardware to play, unless, of course, it's a mobile game, in which case your device can travel with you. But the game is usually not transferable to a different screen without additional hardware. Because the actual game itself is being played on a remote server somewhere in the world, cloud gaming has the unique advantage of not caring how or where you play. In exactly the same way that you can watch a YouTube video on any device imaginable, you can also see your game. That's the key. You are only seeing the output video of your gameplay decisions. Apart from telling the game what you want to happen next to your character by making simple Y, X, B, A, up, down, left, right decisions, which are tiny, tiny blips of data sent across your network, none of the hard work is taking place on your side, which means you don't need a device capable of half-decent computing, just a screen, a network connection, and some simple software to pull the information and shove it onto your screen at the highest possible quality. So cloud gaming frees us to play anywhere we want to, network permitting of course. It's also a lot more secure. You don't have to worry about whether the site you're downloading the game from is real or not, or if the game has some hidden code to infect your computer. That's all taken care of by the host. From a game developer's perspective, there's a huge advantage in that it's impossible to pirate a game. Nobody outside the server management team ever gets access to the installed code, so the costs usually associated to the price of a game from piracy just disappear. Let's look forward to that cost being reflected in discounted games. With Stadia in particular, there are other advantages to cloud gaming. Owning the largest video streaming channel on earth in YouTube means fringe benefits. Google themselves at the launch of Stadia outlined the three fundamental customers that they were aiming to appeal to. Developers, gamers and watchers. Watching people play games is bizarrely satisfying, and not even just because the player is very, very good. 
It's mesmerizing and in a way socially rewarding too. So being able to push a button and instantly stream your game offers social and commercial benefits. This is coming soon to Stadia along with other streaming firsts like the ability to have someone jump straight into your game after watching you play or even to have your audience decide what you should do next whether you want them to or not. Closer to home, Stadia will very soon be rolling out a family share plan. This will mean that as long as an adult in a family is paying for the account, any games purchased will be playable by other designated members of the family. Sadly, this doesn't look like it will be two people playing the same game at the same time, however, and I'd argue that this does anything but encourage families to play together. This may be a contractual obligation between Google and the game publishers, but I hope they review this in time and think again. So there you have it. Cloud gaming brings a ton of advantages to those of us with busy lives. Whether died in the world PC and console gamers would rather it didn't is a moot point, as it's not even a case of its coming, it is here now and it's not going away. Over time, I fully expect to see the cloud gaming medium evolve, as will the business model, and dominant actors who at this point in time we probably don't even know exist, especially in developing global territories, will come to the fore. So now you know a little bit more about cloud gaming, and in Stadia particularly, now's the time to sign up and get yourself that pro subscription. In this week's Rock Review, we're going to be taking a look at Destiny 2 from the perspective of the casual gamer. As always, we will be marking the game out of five key points, which I believe are important to people with busy lifestyles. Firstly, how fast does it load? Secondly, can you pick up where you left off? Thirdly, how easy is the game to play? Fourthly, is the game rewarding to play? And fifth and finally, is the game good value. Full disclosure, Destiny and I go back a long way. In fact, to the alpha release in June 2014, I still remember feeling this would be a game that would change my life, and 4,000 hours of gameplay later, it definitely had an impact. Right now, I have a Destiny clan with 100 members across Stadia and PS4, and some of my best friends were met playing this game. However, how does it shape up in the Rock Review? So firstly, how fast does it load? One of the major advantages of Destiny on Stadia is just how fast it loads in comparison to its console cousins. In fact, even accessing menus or checking your loadout is near instantaneous compared to the weight on PS4 for example. Given that Destiny is a massive game packed with huge open worlds to freely explore, events and high resolution graphics, it is a surprisingly fast loader. For this, I'm going to give Destiny 2 4 out of 5. Secondly, can you pick up where you left off? Because Destiny is essentially a game inhabited at the same time by other real players, albeit one that you can happily play on your own, if you so wish, it's not possible to save a position and return later, as this would also require those real players to come back and start from the same place as you. 
For that reason, it's best to plan what you're going to do around what available time you have. Thankfully, there are simple tasks like daily bounties and more complex ones like nightfalls and raids to take up a few minutes or a few hours of your time, depending on how long you have. The game takes this into consideration and breaks down challenges into reasonably sizable chunks that, although you will never load into the game at the spot you left it, you will nearly always be able to continue the task you had partially completed before. Destiny gets 3 out of 5 for this. Thirdly, how easy is the game to play? The backstory of Destiny is rich and deep and for those who care about that sort of thing there's a lot to learn and discover. However, you don't need to be a lore lover to just jump in and play and for most people this will be the general experience of Destiny. The controls are standard first person shooter controls with little additional controls to master. Your quests, bounties, activities, etc. are all stored in one place to review and you can track up to three at any one time to view your progress. Overall, therefore, Destiny is very easy to play once you've got your head around the basic concepts and if you jump in with friends, it's even more fun. Destiny 2 picks up a 3 out of 5 on this score also. Fourthly, is the game rewarding to play? Destiny gameplay is literally built around rewards, whether it's levelling your character up, collecting new weapons and swanky armour, or conquering an achievement, reward is the name of the game in Destiny. In the less literal sense, Destiny has probably the best feeling weapon system of any game and just running around clearing an area of enemies is embarrassingly fun. Rewarding play gets a 4 out of 5. Finally, is the game good value. Stadia launched with Destiny 2 as its flagship pro game and to this day it is still free to pro subscribers. This is likely to remain the case for at least the rest of this year, so as a pro subscriber it can't be beaten for value, it's literally free. For base players however, Destiny 2 comes with a price tag. For the rest of the gaming world, the entry level Destiny 2 called New Light is free, with monetization coming from players unlocking certain events and content on a season-by-season -season basis or from buying in-game trinkets via a store. As this is not the case for Stadia-based players, then it has to impact the value prospect of the game, and for this reason alone, Destiny 2 scores a disappointing 2 out of 5 on Stadia. So there we have it, Destiny 2 on Stadia gets 3 out of 5 in our unique rock reviews. That just about wraps it up for another week. I hope you've enjoyed the show, and as always, if you have, please let me know on Twitter, that's at Stadia Rocks or on YouTube where your likes and subscriptions are very much appreciated. All that remains to be said is keep your feet on the ground but your head in the cloud. Until next week, happy gaming.